Welcome to the podcast, Low Code Talks with Creatio. I'm your host, Andy Zambito, CSO Americas at Creatio. And today, Eric Hale, Sales Enablement Director at Creatio, and Nels Yennert, Product Delivery Manager at Ivy Ventures, will be discussing how low-code technologies help accelerate alignment across an organization and enable us to do more with less. Nels joins us uh, from our dear customer, Ivy Ventures, and got a very interesting story to tell on how low-code technology really enabled Ivy Ventures to do more with less, right? And I think that that is a key benefit of, uh, of low-code platforms. Uh, so Nels, if you could do a, a, a great favor and let the audience know a little bit about uh, your company and um, how you guys succeed. Yeah, sure. So uh, we were recently acquired, actually, uh, and I keep reverting to the old name as well. So our old name was Ivy Ventures. Mm-hmm. And um, now we are Centauri Health Solutions. Uh-huh. And the services we provide are part of a, a new division called Referral Management and Analytics. Uh, it's kind of a niche business. I'll try to keep this brief. But essentially, we, ho- we assist hospital systems to grow outpatient imaging volume by improving referring providers' experience with the hospital. So the goal is to help hospitals adopt a more customer-focused mindset and to think about how they can grow the pipeline of incoming business in addition to their strong existing emphasis on operational efficiency and revenue cycle. So most hospitals are pretty intensely focused on operational efficiency, and they tend to pay a lot less attention to generating incremental referrals from physicians that send to the hospital. And in addition to that, most hospital systems have Uh, employed doctors that work for the hospital. So you might think that the main opportunity for a hospital system uh, is to grow referrals from the independent referrers who don't work for the hospital. And that is true, but we have actually found that our programs have a significant impact on employed groups as well. So we're focused primarily on outpatient imaging procedures, but we're expanding into other types of procedures too. Um, And so what that looks like on the ground in terms of the services we provide I think it probably makes sense to describe it in three main buckets. Um, One is assessments, which is a short-term engagement where we'll evaluate the client's standing in the market relative to competitors in some key customer service metrics. So things like hours of operations, scheduling processes, um, hold times, and the the customer perception of uh, cost. Um, So this involves a lot of surveying and market analysis. And this is really kind of a front door, the first step to longer term engagements. Um, And then there's two main long term engagements that we or services that we offer. One is outreach efforts. So this is a staffed outreach service that represents the hospital to the independent referring community. Um, And so we'll do analysis to determine the right number of outreach reps for a market and where they should focus their attention. Um, And then those reps go out and they'll engage the independent referrers help them solve problems, and promote hospital initiatives in the market. And then the other longer-term engagement that we provide is a concierge scheduling service. So we actually offer both a staffed and unstaffed version of this, but the model is set up uh, to set up a scheduling channel that has a single point of contact who's responsible for all of the steps of the scheduling process, including the pre-auth. So typically we find that this is a fragmented process, And so making one person accountable for the entire scheduling effort helps to ensure that nothing falls through the cracks. Um, And it also takes the pre-auth work off of referring offices staff, and it makes it a lot easier for them to schedule with our clients. Um, And so that in turn boosts volume where those referrers are going to send more volume to the hospital because it's 
easier to do so. Um, and then the one other kind of aspect of the program that the providers really love is receiving status updates on each of the tests they've ordered. So there's this feedback loop that lets them know what the status of their patients is. Um, and then underpinning all of that is analytics, which is key to understanding market and referral trends and reporting on program success. Amazing. Now that's a, a comprehensive list of services that you're providing. And I can imagine the technology complexity that is, is kind of behind that. What sort of challenges did you see that prompted you to start to look for uh, solutions that might be able to, to kind of bring all of that together? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say probably when we started evaluating this a few years ago, the main driver for change came from the concierge scheduling process, which was that last uh, piece I touched on. And the, that concierge scheduling process requires a single coordinator to track and manage all of the steps of what we call the order cycle. So receiving the order, performing insurance verification, handling pre-auth, contacting the patient, scheduling the appointment, following up with the referring provider. And so the kind of the business idea was we need to put a lot of rigor around this process to make sure that patients don't fall the crack to fall through the cracks and to allow us to be able to, to track the status of um, every order all the time, just like, you know, UPS or FedEx track packages. So we started with um, just a couple of coordinators at one facility several years ago, and the business was using uh, just an ex- a shared Excel spreadsheet. But the program was successful and it started growing. And so we had more facilities and more coordinators. And so it quickly outgrew Excel. And then the managers implemented a SharePoint list to manage orders. Um, And they ended up having different lists for different geographies. And that created a big problem because uh, with that architecture, we're replicating SharePoint sites each time we expanded. And that multiplied the effort associated with making changes um, and SharePoint also limited our ability to automate processes and to extract data. Uh, this wasn't really a great platform for what we were trying to do. And as the size of the lists grew, we started to experience more and more glitches and performance issues. So we were in the SharePoint days when uh, I joined the company a few years ago, and we started to notice the problems. And so we got tasked, or I got tasked with looking into a better solution. And one of the most uh, helpful things was actually sitting with the coordinators and watching them work. And we could see that there was this workflow they were following where they literally drag and drop these PDF orders that they get from um, doctor's offices through this chain of folders they had set up on a file directory so they could know which step they were in. Um, so it became very clear from that experience that we needed a workflow management tool, kind of similar to an IT ticketing process. Um, and so that's what kind of started the search for a case management solution. And we stumbled across Creatio while doing online research. And then the other kind of main need that we had at that time was a CRM because our outreach liaisons uh, were supposed to manage physician data and practice assignments, but we didn't really have a universal tool to capture that. And so each rep was keeping independent lists of information. And then that created a lot of problems because the coordinator teams needed that information whenever we launched a new practice. So there's this handoff where the liaison would have to email the coordinator managers with changes. But then those didn't always make it into SharePoint. And our strategy and analytics team, which handles reporting, also needed to know about changes so that the reports would be accurate. Uh, But then often that didn't happen. And so there's this painful back and forth where they generate the report and then someone would notice, you know, 
half an hour before a client meeting that we had the wrong info on it. And so then there would be this scramble to try and update the information. Interesting. In search of a workflow tool as well as CRM, how did low code uh, come into play there? And what benefits did you see uh, low code having on your organization? Yeah. Yep. So we kind of, we embarked on a build versus buy evaluation initially, and we didn't have an IT team. So we, we discussed kind of creating an application from scratch with some custom development shops, but building a custom solution is very expensive. And we still wanted the ability to make changes to the application without having to engage outside developers, you know, every time we wanted to make enhancements. And, and then buy got a little bit tricky because there wasn't an off the shelf software to do exactly what we wanted to do with the scheduling process. So we still needed some flexibility to make customizations. And we discovered that low code was a great way to bridge that gap to allow us to get the speed of purchasing off the shelf and also the flexibility of being able to customize it without a large IT team. So some of the, uh, some of the benefits, I guess, of low code um, that we saw for our processes was having a unified platform for both the CRM and scheduling. So being able to have that universal source of truth for office preferences and to incorporate that kind of physician information into the scheduling process and the reporting processes. And then that, you know, having everything on the same platform eliminated the need for integration work and meant that those changes were immediately available to the schedulers. Um, And the built-in process engine meant that we could customize workflows ourselves without um, hiring or using a lot of very highly technical development resources. We, you know, we wanted something we could maintain ourselves, but hiring a, a large IT staff wasn't really in the budget. And then the ease of use allowed us to get pretty far with only a few amount of resources. So mm-hmm. things like the out-of-box templates. Um, we used a Creatio partner firm called Meredith Business Solutions to help out with implementation and doing some custom development and training so that we could become self-sufficient in the tool. Um, and then since then, we've really been able to uh, have a team of one to handle our data environment and reporting and uh, manage the platform and to continue to enhance it. Excellent. And um, we know that like anytime you're introducing a new technology in any organization, there's always challenges with that, right? Anytime anything's new, there might be resistance to change. What piece of advice would you give to an organization that may be kind of at the beginning of their transformational cycles? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's a few lessons learned that we had that I'll I'll share here. And the first one, it just really goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. And that is that it's critical to get the business engaged. Um, and one of the interesting things that we discovered going through this is that we had um, upper level management on board with the transformation, but we kind of struggled to get the mid-level business managers engaged in the project. So they didn't really contribute in a meaningful way to testing and to providing feedback. Um, and you would think, well, you know, this is something the business needs or something they're requesting. And so they have a vested interest in the project. Um, but in this case, they didn't really initiate the transformation and they were super busy and focused on their daily tasks. Um, and so they didn't really kind of get involved as much as would have been helpful. Um, and, you know, they had plenty of angst about changing platforms, but not enough to really get in and vet it and contribute to creating a better product. It was more of a kind of fatalistic mentality. You know, the world's going to end, but there's nothing we can do about it. Um, so kind of getting the business engaged is, is uh, key. Um, and then requirements gathering goes along with that. 
And that's really important. And the lack of business engagement hampers that as well. And then the other piece of feedback I would give is, is about training. Training is really, really important prior to go live. And that's definitely something we could have used more of. Um, you can have a great system, but if people aren't familiar with it and don't haven't really learned how to use it, it's still going to be problematic. So we, again, ran into some issues where the business was just very busy and we didn't adequately prioritize training prior to go live. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's actually great advice uh, because we see that time and time again. And, uh, you know, it seems to be a common theme amongst our, uh, our presenters. So perfect. After we've introduced this technology, how do we see this tying into your overall business goals? Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have uh, set out a, a roadmap of where your organization wants to be. And how do you see low code helping you get there? Yeah, that's a good question. One of the things that's one of the opportunities, I guess, that's kind of come up out of this that we didn't foresee previously um, is that uh, so for our you know services, we have clients who are interested in the concierge scheduling model we've talked about a little bit. And what we call Patient Tracker Plus is the application we built on Creatio to manage that scheduling process. And so we've traditionally offered staffed and unstaffed versions. And the unstaffed version uh, means that we'll help someone else set up their own concierge scheduling program um, instead of us staffing it. And so we have some clients that prefer to staff it themselves. But what we can do now with this low-code platform is we're actually gearing up to try and offer Patient Tracker Plus as a software as a service solution for clients who want to staff a concierge scheduling engagement themselves. So this would enable them to use our defined workflow and our standard report standard reporting offerings while using their own staff. And that's really kind of a new and exciting opportunity, I would say. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of new territory. So we'll see how it goes. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you have to you'll have to keep us informed. And uh, since you are users of low-code, what do you think are the top three advantages of uh, low-code that businesses can benefit from? Sure. So I would say in no particular order, I guess, but uh, <laughs> speed has got to be you know, one of the top three um, out-of-box templates, the GUI inter- interface design, the business process engine. Um, it just allows you to create functional applications very, very fast. Um, I think efficiency is another one. We've seen how you can do a lot with just a few IT resources. And so that's really helpful. Fewer developers, if you have the vendor um, hosting the solution, then you don't have to worry about the infrastructure for it either. And then I would, I think, uh, you know, just as I think about things, I think there's an opportunity for um, IT environment simplification or consolidation. So with low code, it's possible to have um, many different applications on a single platform and then you know, perhaps that creates some risk from having a single point of failure, but I think it creates a lot of benefits in simplifying an IT environment. So if you've got, you know, a lot of your apps on uh, just one environment, which is conceivable, now you just have one set of servers to maintain, one environment to develop, to develop in. And again, if it's hosted by the vendor, then you're eliminating some of your infrastructure needs as well. So I think there's an opportunity probably to uh, take a complicated environment and to really simplify it and resolve a lot of the kind of day-to-day maintenance and integration issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think um, that that plays a big factor in it, right? Uh, flattening out the technology stack. There's a strategy where you can buy uh, a bunch of point solutions to address your uh, your needs, but then all of that is a lot of technology to kind of manage. And I really believe that 
uh, low code uh, kind of eliminates that, right? We're, we're putting everything onto a single technology that can be used across multiple uh, applications within an organization and um, making it very uh, efficient to manage, uh, manage that technology versus, uh, you know, 10 different point solutions. So yep. uh, amazing, amazing point now. Can you please tell us how uh, the low code platform contributed to your company's alignment? Yeah, sure. So I think a great example of this is this, we had these three teams that interacted together, um, the liaisons, the coordinator teams, and the strategy and analytics team, which is doing the reporting. And so everyone is interacting with physician data, but we didn't have a central source of truth for it. So we had these, the, you know, the, the, um, the data is live, it's changing all the time, um, but those changes weren't getting communicated effectively to the coordinator teams or to the strategy and analytics team, which is creating all these problems. Um, with our reporting processes and with the scheduling processes. Mm-hmm. So having this unified platform where the liaisons could manage and update and maintain that information and have it immediately available for the scheduling teams completely eliminated that handoff. And then in addition to that, um, we're using Snowflake for our cloud data warehouse. And so we were able to uh, use an OData protocol to feed data from Creatio to Snowflake. And that eliminated the handoff between the reps and the strategy and analytics team Uh, on the reporting side as well. So that was, I think that was a kind of a great solution for getting all of those teams aligned around physician data. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Perfect example. And uh, what a, what a way to end the session. Nels, uh, really appreciate you joining as always. uh, You bring a tremendous insight and um, we really appreciate all the beneficial information that you've given to the audience. Thanks, Eric. All right. Thanks Nels. It was a big pleasure to hear about Ivy Venture's success story. Thank you, gentlemen, for the discussion. To get more information about our products and services, please visit our website, creatio.com. And for further insight, check our digital event page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Talk soon.